Hello, Swati, and welcome to Intuitive Yoga. This is Janya Wongsopa, here to share with you ways you can cultivate relationships with earth and sky through the felt sense, strengthen the intuition, support personal health, and nurture collective well-being. You are invited to tap into what is seen above, sensed below, vibrated all around, and felt within. Today, I would like to offer my deepest gratitude to Elizabeth Scott. Elizabeth is a long, long, long time yoga participant at my old studio, Avalon Yoga. We met for the very first time in my very first class 14 years ago at Avalon Yoga Studio in Palo Alto. And we continue to be very best of friends. Thank you so much for your kind support and all the love you have been giving me. How are you doing today? How was your independent day? How was your full moon experience last Saturday? And if you have been feeling very tender, vulnerable, sensitive, tired, and even in pain, well, we are having very similar similar experiences. And it's kind of puzzling because I have been doing a lot of resting, a lot of restoring, and, you know, not much uh, physical work at all. My third eye area, so that's the center in uh, the center of the forehead, the space between the eyebrows. This particular area has been super um, tired and fatigued since the beginning of 2020, and um, since the pandemic began. Um, it really uh, became exponentially strained. So it is quite curious that our time and space of rest, of quietude, uh, sometimes doesn't equate um, this capacity to experience happiness or joy or health or whatever we may think that, you know, we would get there once we have the time and space to rest from all the work and all the um, worries that, that we have been dealing with. And the internal processes continue. So to me, this time of 
shift of change of open space that allow for the transformation, very deep transformation happening at the unconscious emotional um, level that is pushing itself up into the into the conscious awareness into the threshold of self-awareness and deep uh, suffering in my own memories as well as I feel um, collective memories. So today I am preparing for our session together here on the podcast with this beautiful tea. I have a very elaborate being someone who is most balanced by water element. Uh, I have a pretty elaborate liquid intake ritual. Um, So this morning I prepare um, the same tea that I have been preparing throughout this early summer. The sun is still in cancer and cancer season is early summer and come mid-July Um, Actually, July 22nd, we will move into uh, the middle of summer, which is the fixed fire uh, sign of Leo. So preparing for our today's session uh, with this beautiful tea called Lilac Bloom. It's organic by Mudan White tea from Fujian province of China where my ancestors come from. Um, Not exactly the Fujian province but somewhere in China. When a bouquet of flavors that balances sun-dried subtle delicacy with a full body and patient brew. Lilac bloom is the finest white tea we have come across. Oily, supple, and light, this tea has notes of spiced vanilla, sugar, rose, lilac, and white peach in the aftertaste. We find green herbaceous notes of fresh floral grass, organic Fujianese white teas are rare, and we are overjoyed to offer this spring harvest. So uh, we are the people of the living tea who uh, created this beautiful summer um, tea collection that I am enjoying throughout the summer. And I have um, nothing associated with them except that I am deeply um, admiring their work and um, their collection of teas. During the time of churning, when the 
unconscious and uh, subconscious uh, feelings and thoughts surging up and coming up for some fresh air in the conscious mind. There is um, great work being done internally. This is the time uh, when we really do need beyond our regular routine uh, sacred rituals that are food or uh, that are foods and sustenances for our soulful body, our spirit. So devotion, dedication, and intentional routine or rituals create a container for our body, heart, and mind to be able to go through this process of churning, of transformation. Again, if you have been feeling fatigue, in pain, um, experiencing emotional breakouts for no apparent reasons, um, feeling an excessive amount of confusion, guilt, undecisiveness or indecisiveness rather, um, anxieties, but also receiving a bunch of downloads, a bunch of insights and um, intuitive knowings along with your pain and suffering. This is really uh, the time to, to cultivate the container that is your daily ritual. Um, as well as monthly rituals and seasonal rituals. So uh, for the full moon ritual, preparing for it, because it was the full moon in Capricorn, also coinciding with a very important day in American history, the independent the Independence Day. I prepare um, my ritual with um, several days of just lying on the solid earth, on the solid ground. Sometimes directly on the dirt, on the earth. But often, um, I have a little cushion that I would uh, put on the ground. Um, in my garden to to lie down on. So trying to be as close to earth and receive that low, stable, steady, um, supportive Capricorn energy of um, alpha to delta frequencies of the of the earth element and you know every time i do that it allows me to actually open up and uh, release tension along the skin and muscle and open up the pores open up um, all the channels as 
especially um, in my ears and and on my skin, uh, to receive the sunlight, to um, to receive the the wind and the sound of the animals, the birds, to also um, look up. Into the beautiful summer, clear uh, blue sky, and um, receiving not just the earth frequencies, but also all the all the other uh, frequencies, the, the the theta and um, the gamma frequency of the fire and the and the either the space that is the gamma frequency as well as uh, the beta frequency of the air element. So it's a, it's a very um, balancing uh, ritual to, to lie down on the ground and just open up, you know, lie in Shavasana in the corpse position or if it's more comfortable, lying in to a side fetus position Um get into a position that is like you are lying in a womb of your own mother and the earth is is our mother so um treat her so as you come close to her close to um the ground close to the solid earth um you come closer and allowing yourself to be protected by this uh, Gaia's maternal womb. Fourth of July has always been a difficult day for me to process. Um, part of it is because um, it is an intense fiery uh, day up in the sky. It is toward the middle, even though it is still the early summer, um, but the cardinal, um, cardinal energy of the cancer element brings a lot, of, a lot of wind and a lot of friction. So there's that. Um, there's also this element of, of fire in the human psyche that shows up as the fireworks. And uh, to me, it triggers um, the sensation of being attacked. You know, it's the same kind of sounds of weaponry that, um, that destroy and killed in order to conquer. And my, um, my dogs have really hard time, especially um, my female dog, Moon. She's a, she's a mud, a large um, Pyrenees. And um, she gets very anxious on this day. And, you know, when she gets anxious, she pays she paces around and, of course, keep um, all of us up. And the sound of the fireworks also keep all of us up. And this year, even though there was no formal fireworks, um, there were still a lot of firework activities, which you know brought up also a lot of resentment um, in me because I feel like there's just you know so much violence and trauma already. Um, 
that especially thinking of people, you know, who live in the kind of condition or in the location that um, is very dangerous, that's dealing with gun violence um, on a regular basis, and this kind of of sound of of explosive vibration, you know how it can it can retriggers from a spiritual um, perspective when one person or a group of people suffer, the rest of us suffer, and this is true with other being. If, if there is a species. Um, that suffer, um, the rest of the species suffer as well. And this is, this is a teaching of, of Buddha. There is no such thing as an enlightenment in one person. If everyone isn't enlightened, then there is no one who is enlightened. So yes, during this time, I have really been um, heightening my ritual practices, um, yoga practice, breath breath practice, earth-inspired um, practices, and for the 4th of July, full moon in Capricorn, I set up an altar to dedicate and devote my intention to the ritualistic uh, full moon in Capricorn to help me understand myself more deeply and also help me to connect with others more heartfully. Um, So I use this large piece of rock that symbolizes uh, Capricorn, fixed earth, as well as a bowl of water filled with uh, some flowers to honor the um, sun in Cancer, the cardinal water. I also light light up um, candlelight to honor the fire element of the sun of the full moon and I sang I chant um, the um, the Gayatri mantra and Gayatri mantra I have known for a long time since I started to studying yoga um, but I have always had a really hard time memorizing it and singing it until I um, heard um, the beautiful kirtan from Deva Pramal and then I um, utilized that particular melody to chant uh, my uh, Gayatri mantra. And Gayatri uh, Mantra is the mantra of purification. Um, It's really asking for the guiding light um, of the sun that is the full moon to uh, reveal the the inner uh, wisdom within us. So the Gayatri Mantra with that beautiful 
um, melodi- uh, melodious um, uh, rhythm uh, from Deva Pramal, and you can totally Google Deva Pramal, D-E-V-A, P-R-E-M-A-L, I believe, and Gayatri uh, Mantra, G-A-Y-A-T-R-I-M-A-N-T-R-A. And it goes something like this. Om Bhur Bhur Vahasvaha Tatsaritur Vareniyam Bargo Devasya Dimahi Diyoyona Brashodayat. So I sang that for many, many rounds until I felt satisfied because I just wanted to utilize my intuition. And when it felt right, I stopped by slowing it down. And for the last it, um, Eight rounds of the chanting. Um, I really slow it down to really tune in to the full moon, to the fixed um, uh, uh, cardinal earth, rather. I'm sorry, of Capricorn and um, also the cardinal water of cancer. So that was my ritual for the full moon. And I actually ended um, the full moon um, with an offering to the collective, in particular to my fellow Americans, utilizing the Tao um, Oracle to connect to my ancestor of the Tao spiritual um, lineage using the Tao Oracle written by Ma Deva Padma, if you want to check that out. And it is a divination, it is a combination of the Yixing practice and um, of the Chinese origin as well as the um, tarot um, practice of the Western divination. Um, and I love this because, you know, I can just pick one card. I like my divination practice to be super, super simple and just pick out one card. And so that's what I did. And, you know, it may still apply for you because um, the full moon um, brings revelation, right, clarification of the mind. But we also had uh, three eclipses in a row. The first eclipse happened on June 5th uh, with the full moon in Sagittarius and the prenumbral lunar eclipse happening then. And then it follows with that... um, Sun in Cancer 
on June 20th that it was also the new moon in Cancer and that was also the annular solar, a full solar eclipse at a zero degree of Cancer. So it was a super revealing time. And then uh, this last eclipse of the season of the uh, entire year, I believe, um, is the full moon in Capricorn that just happened last Saturday, the prenumbral lunar eclipse. Right. So with the eclipse, um, it is said that um, the revelation um, began uh, six months prior and then continue uh, six months Afterwards, so you know, there's a lot that being churned from the unconscious and the subconscious minds into the conscious mind, and I feel like bringing in a little divination practice um, along with the um, the full moon ritual and offering that practice to the collective, especially my um, fellow Americans um, would serve all of us. So the card that I received was the card number 23. And number 23, its description is splitting apart. Its symbols are square, which is yin. Um, it symbolizes the womb, the earth, the soil, the yielding, the supportive, the devotional, the intuitive, the giving away, the mother, again, the womb. And um, another symbol is the mountain. And the mountain is, um, is also... Um, uh, more yin, it is about rest, it is meditation, stillness, it's about enduring, um, it's about limitation, a stone, and, and as well as um, hands, and early spring. So it really connects, I feel, to the Capricorn, whereas the square symbol uh, connects to the Cancer. And the mountain color is dark green, and the square color is black. The picture that represents the splitting apart is this beautiful painting which Ma Deva uh, Padma, the writer of the Tao Oracle, um, she's also a painter. Um, she uh, offered this as uh, as part of the Oracle. The painting is of the ground filled with beautiful rocks and dry, colorful, fallen leaves. So um, the colors are dark, yet um, rich and colorful. The yin-yang symbol, one part, 
yin is um, black and one part yang is um, that uh, green color, which I still feel like there's a good amount of yin in there. Okay, so it's a pretty gentle yang. And the message from the card is this. The hexagram of splitting apart means that something in your life is at an end. Without ending, there would be no possibility of fresh beginning to bring new life. For everything is cyclically restored by letting go of the old. We love the colors of spring, summer, and autumn, but once winter sets in and the trees are stripped bare, it is harder to appreciate their stark beauty. Just as winter is the season of naked, unadorned truths, so too the time of splitting apart forces change upon us by exposing the cold facts, heartache, disappointment, death, decay that are seldom seen as beautiful. If you are dealing with separation or deterioration, you are in a vulnerable place, pushed by external forces too momentous to be denied. On some level, you are facing the inevitability of death and you need to let go. Instead of seeing things that are naturally in opposition, such as light and dark, as simply two sides of one coin, we tend to place positive and negative values on them. Hence, we see sadness as a threat to happiness, death as the defeat of life, and so on. The dualistic mind keeps us caught in a mental game of ping-pong, fearful and at cross-purposes with nature, in denial of wholeness and continuity, and of the restorative cycle of death and rebirth that is the rhythmic heartbeat of life. Our bodies are in a constant cycle of death and regeneration at the cellular level, yet when we face this process in our daily lives, it can seem excruciating. Nature, in her dispassionate wisdom, does whatever is needed to continue her ongoing rhythm. Yet, if it were up to us, we would cling to everything and everyone we ever loved forever. Even though we learn that holding on is a source of pain, we desperately resist letting go. When the due date 
on a product is passed, we don't hesitate to toss it out. But if it is a relationship, our health, or a job that is at issue, we experience shock, rage, or fearfulness at being caught lacking, naked, and vulnerable. Nothing is more distressing to the ego or threatening to inner equilibrium than being exposed as weak or disadvantaged. Under the circumstances, the only choice is to let nature run its course. Put all your energy toward facilitating the process. Be very firm with yourself. Avoid self-pity and get ready to move on. Whatever is being put to rest now needs to be. Although things are deteriorating, you need not collapse with them. Instead, appreciate the transformative power of this time. Let go so that you may be restored is the dynamic of splitting apart. Withdraw now from any thoughts, situations, or people that are obstructing the process of letting letting go and surrender to it. If the time for splitting apart has arrived, it is unavoidable. By accepting and working with it, we naturally grow in maturity. As you recognize and integrate the fundamental reality of death and decay in your life, the the spectrum becomes whole and you become wiser. This experience, however painful it may be right now, is an invitation to respect all of life's colors, not just your favorites. When impermanence is accepted as an integral part of living, you are in tune with the Tao. I got goosebumps after I read that message on um, Full Moon in Capricorn. And this this thing, you know, does whatever is needed to continue her ongoing rhythm. Right? This thing about the earth, the cycle of nature. This is where we can enter our intuitive field. This is where we can enter our wisdom this is where we can also offer ourselves the container to let the churning process happen and let the release and and surrendering uh, take their course let's take a deep breath
two more deep cycles of breath. Take in what resonates with you and release what does not serve you. Be in your unique, authentic field of resonance. Let's move into this week's Meridian practices. And my personal yoga practice is that I keep my yoga movement, which is bodily movement along with breath, done skillfully, consciously in the rhythm of nature that is my own breath as well as my own level of energy. It's very simple on the day-to-day practice, the daily ritual that includes uh, yoga or body movement. And I'm going to be offering my Patreon member um, my personal simple about five minutes of yoga and um, breath movement that I utilized on a daily basis. And then for a deeper ritual of the new moon and full moon, I may or may not, depending on how much my body is already um, processing because of what's going on uh, in my mind and in my heart. So if there's a lot of energy going up uh, to process to process a lot of emotional feelings and a lot of um, mental downloads. Um, Then I keep my um, body movement practice um, very, very simple um, and very, very short. And when I determine um, my constitution, it includes my ancestral lineage as well. And the constitution determines how much yin or yang um, asana uh, practice I need. And I invite you to um, create that for yourself as well if this feels um, resonating to you. Uh, with yoga, it's really um, anything that you practice to get into your natural rhythm. So with the ancestral lineage, if your um, line, if your ancestor um, experienced a lot of traumas, violence, pain, um fatigue, health issues, um, emotional issue, um, mental issues, you know, half of the men in my uh, family, basically, um, uh, went somewhat mad. So 
there, there's, there's that, and we know now that traumas uh, transferred from womb, from wombs to wombs. And so whatever your ancestors experience, uh, you too are experiencing that, and it is up to you um, uh, to, to work with what you have uh, received from your ancestor and you know, allowing, allowing it to guide you and work for and not against it in order to live in your own uh, strengths and in your own empowerment. So for today, Moon Day, and tomorrow, Mars Day, Wednesday, Mercury Days, July 6 to 8, uh, we have Moon in the waning gibbous phase, but it is waning, and it is in um, dissemination phase so with the waning um give us moon and the moon is in aquarius constellation ruled uh, by uranus uh, the fixed air element i could see it earlier during my sky meditation um, very clear and still uh, sky um, it connects to the celestial archetype of the singer and that the singer uh, is that clarity right that uh, brings out the best of the beta frequency the ability to think um critically to cognize and um to communicate and learn through uh symbols mental symbols that are languages all words and the Aquarius connect to the gallbladder meridian. The gallbladder, as it aligns with Aquarius, um, it connects to the beta frequency during daytime, but during uh, nighttime. It connects to the theta frequency because um, its peak hour, the peak hour of the gallbladder meridian, rather, right? So the the frequency that supports the gallbladder meridian at nighttime, eleven p.m. to one a.m. This is the peak function time for the gallbladder meridian at this time um, the body brain needs to be in the theta brain wave in order for it to transition into the deep low delta brain wave of Pisces and allowing for the gallbladder meridian function to support the liver meridian function that connects to the Pisces and the Delta frequency that occurs between 1 a.m. to 3 a.m., right, when we're supposed to be in a deep, deep sleep, deep dream stage. 
So you can think of、um, Aquarius is the energy of midwinter, and it comes right after、um, Capricorn, which is the energy of the early winter. And as we all know, early、uh, winter from mid、uh, a little bit later than than、uh, mid December. All the way to、um, mid January. This is busy time. There's a lot of celebration.、Um, there, there is Christmas and and New Year. You know all these, all these important days culturally, and a lot of、um, bustling energy that's happening. A lot of celebration happening, and then come right after that is is Aquarius,、um, the midwinter,、uh, which is like in the dead of the winter, as they say it, right? And it's really quiet, right? So that is the sleeping time. That's that's that theta. Uh, lower frequency body brain、uh, brain wave, and so you can think of these next three days to today,、uh, tomorrow, and Wednesday as as midwinter, and do whatever you can、um, to align with this energy of the dead winter. But of course, it's happening during、um, the summertime and.、Um, The waning gibbous, which is the dissemination, and dissemination is, of course, about sharing. You know, so you want to、uh, share in a way that is more restorative, more restful. The meridian pathway for the gallbladder runs. From the outer corner of the eye, circle around the side of the ear, and head to the side of the neck, to the top of the shoulder, then goes down to the side of the chest and torso, to the outer hip, and runs down along the lateral edge of the leg, ankle, and foot to end at the outer tip of the fourth toe. So whenever I practice asanas that、um, detoxify, meaning stretch、um, along the outer edges of my body, there's a lot of intensity that is、um, happening. A position like、um, shoelace position or gomukhasana cow face position. As as a yang yang pose and shoelace as a yin pose,、um, there's a lot of agitation that takes place whenever I get into that position、um, because the lateral edge of the body is yang,、um, and、uh, gallbladder meridian is a yang meridian that support the yin meridian of the liver, so. The gallbladder, right? It supports the digestion and detoxification and detoxification, as in that splitting apart message that we got from the Tao Oracle is hard, and、um, we are collectively going through a purification process. Right, a lot of things being churned up. 
in order to be released. This is a detoxification process. It is painful. So it does this um, to support the function of the liver. Um, any substance that comes into the body, if it does not get released, get digested and, and break, broken down and, and released by other digestive organs, it will have to go through the liver at one point. And the gallbladder support the liver in um, breaking down the hardest, the toughest substance um, uh, to eventually right, be released. And so um, if we don't go through, uh, you know, this kind of energetic purification right now, that's that's happening through the years of living um, in the capitalistic system. Capricorn um, is is about system, colonialized system that we are still living in, and um, systematic, um, excessive, aggressive, um, masculine energy that. Um, Ha, has been co-opting us uh, through capitalistic system that we have all been collectively um, living in if we don't take the time to deconstruct and uh, break down and purify and release. It's just going to continue to infest um, in our internal energetic system. So um, if we are relying on addictive substances to help us through uh, this time, um, our suffering will only get worse. So, you know, anything that comes fast, cheap, um, and convenient, right? These are the products of capitalistic systems, and they, um, and they are meant to um, uh, keep us uh, co-opted uh, into. Um, you know, living under this excessive, um, toxic uh, masculine energy, you know, the, the speed, the intensity, the, the, the um, uncontrolled uh, growth that doesn't allow us to die energetically. So, you know, back to that beautiful message from the card number 23 of the Tao Oracle. Right, we need to die as much as we need to live every moment, every breath, every day, every uh, moon cycle, every season. In order to uh, fulfill our life and our lifetimes. So please help your liver, your gallbladder through rituals, uh, 
through rest and through deep sleep and deep dream. Imbalance of the gallbladder meridian includes indigestion, um, all kinds of indigestions, gallstone, acute abdominal pain, blurred vision, dizziness. So interestingly, um, with the Aquarius, right, um, connecting to the gallbladder meridian Aquarius. The theta frequency at nighttime and the beta frequency daytime, um, it connects to the third eye. So I mentioned at the very beginning of this um, episode that I have been feeling tremendous tension in my third eye area. So when there is a lot of... Um, purification, detoxification taking place physically, energetically. Um, it shows up in your physical eyes as well as in your energetic eye of that third eye chakra. And so you may be experiencing um, symptoms that relate to your third eye, your physical eye, and your, uh, I'm sorry, your energetic eye and your physical eyes, right? Blur, blurred vision, redness in the eyes, yellowness in the eyes, um, dizziness, as well as uh, more of the um, digestive and physical conditions such as high cholesterol, and inflammation of the gallbladder. The consciousness issues stem from imbalanced gallbladder include timidity, being timid, indecisiveness, indecision, pain on one side of the head or body, bitterness, the taste of gall, unfaithfulness, inability to sustain true and meaningful relationships, hypochondria, and depression. To keep the gallbladder and liver meridians functioning optimally, avoid rancid and unhealthy food, especially oil and animal fats. Eat plenty of beans and legumes as they contain high-fat-soluble fiber along with nuts and healthy fats and vegetables for vitamin C and soluble fiber. To practice yoga and support your gallbladder meridian, Try that beautiful pose I mentioned, shoelaced as a yin pose. And gomukhasana as a yang pose. Any posture that allow you to stretch your body laterally. Any pose that involves twisting, which compressed 
and draw the blood into the solar plexus where the liver sit at the right side of the solar plexus and stretch along the lateral edge edges of the body as you compress the mid or solar plexus region. You want to take the stretch all the way down into the outer edges of your legs and feet and all the way up into the side of your neck and face. To release some of the tension in the third eye chakra so that the energy and the blood flow can release and feed into the throat chakra, the energy can feed into the throat chakra, into the heart chakra, and into the solar plexus where the liver and the gallbladder sit. And the gallbladder sit right underneath the liver. Um, practice bumblebee, breath, brahmari, pranayama. And practice prana mudra to connect to the fixed air prana element of Aquarius. And to open up the doorway for your detoxification process and honor the waning gibbous moon in Aquarius in Aquarius to support the gallbladder meridian. Here is an intention I offer. I am a force of positive change. I see the big, big picture and embrace the new future. I manifest my highest purpose to serve the greatest good for all. On Mercury Day, Jupiter Day, and Venus Day, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, July 8 to 10, the moon is still in the waning gibbous, the dissemination phase, and she is aligned with Pisces, which is ruled by the Neptune planet, and the Elemental force is the mutable water. The celestial archetype is the mystic. And the Pisces aligned with the liver meridian um, wood element, which also is the same as the gallbladder. Gallbladder and liver meridians connect to the wood element. And the liver meridians peak function hours are between 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. So here, I want you to think of the, um, the end of winter time. Right? So that's what the Pisces frequency, the delta frequency uh, brings in um, for the for the nighttime, it's the delta, that super low, you know, zero to, um, I don't know, three, four hertz, you know, frequency. And you want to be quite still 
um, to access this during daytime uh, because it is water element, water ele- and earth element connect to the alpha frequency that are relaxing and restful and restoring and it um activity also um creative activity like singing and dancing and painting and whatever else you know write even even writing poems that which is a little bit more in the beta realm um but it is still um utilizing words in the way that is more dreamy which is what pisces is all about The superficial meridian of Pisces, where you can access through IQ, puncture, pressure, as well as yoga. Um, it begins at the top of the big toe, runs to the inner ankle, up to the inner leg and groin, to the abdomen, and ends at the bottom of the front rib, below the sternum, at midway point, between the front spine. And the side of the torso, so you see that with the Yang um, line of the gallbladder um, being along the lateral edges of the body, the Yin line of the liver, because they complement each other, then runs along the inner inner legs, right along the midline, the internal line of the body, all the way up to the chest. Right below the sternum, right, and more toward um, toward the spine, toward the center of the body. The liver meridian is the largest internal. Um, the liver organ, rather, is the largest internal organ, and it holds a lot of blood. It needs a lot of energy. It has hundreds of functions, and all of its functions are geared for detoxification, which is like the work of cleaning. And the work of cleaning, see, in the social realm, when the Pisces. Is associated with a societal um, structure. It associate it is associated with the people who work in this kind of um, slaving away mode, right? The cleaning mode, the cleaning realm. If you are in a cleaning industry, right, and you are the one who are doing the cleaning job. You get paid very little, and it is hard and dangerous work, right? So, um, this is what the liver does, and this is what the Pisces does, and this is what the Mother Earth has to do as she is doing right now through the viruses, right? So that too relates to the Pisces. Like mutable water element, it cleanses. It has to in order to create new life, in order to uh, prepare, you know, for new growth. So the liver system. Includes the liver, gallbladder, as well as tendons, ligaments, nails, eyes, eyesight, and hands. 
you know, all the things that we need to move around to see clearly um, and to um, use to do the clean up works that need to be done, right? If you don't see um, the mess, <laughs> you don't see the mess, you don't see the filth, um, you wouldn't know to clean up. So it's kind of like that. If you, if your tendons, your ligaments are not healthy, you wouldn't be able to move your muscles in a way that allow you to clean up. So cleaning up is a spiritual work. I really want to stress this. And when it is done in a way that allows you to experience devotion, dedication, and ritualistic sacrament that lead to pleasures, that lead to spiritual fulfillment and bodily strength, right? then it's good and right for your heart and your soul. The liver regulates the health of the eyes, the physical and energetic visions Excess of deficient liver meridian can lead to extreme, unhealthy, repressed, unprocessed, and excess emotions such as chronic depression and anger that cause weakness to the liver. So, the Pisces energy connects to the crown chakra being the mutable water element and that mutability exists in the um, in the ether realm it is spacious it's like you know, fog and uh, clouds that are floating in endless sky, endless space. Fogs and steams. So dirty, filthy environmental conditions, toxic environmental conditions, Excess drugs and alcohol, you know, all kinds of um, addictive behaviors. These are all uh, poisons to your crown chakra, to your liver meridian. When you detoxify the gallbladder meridian by stretching the lateral edges of your body, you automatically tonify and bring more blood 
um, into um, the liver uh, region and into the central line of the body. Right? So um, if you want to purify the, the internal line along the liver meridian, you would then do the opposite. You would spread your legs wide apart as in dragonfly position or in um, butterfly position. And perhaps uh, do that in a forward folding position to really draw the blood flow and energy uh, away from the crown, away from the third eye, and down into um, the solar plexus region and um, deeper down into the lower aspects of the uh, liver and gallbladder meridians into that uh, into the outer edge of your legs and into the inner edge of your legs to help stabilize the digestive fire of the gall gallbladder and liver meridians um, as well as to uh, create a more stable and more balanced um, energy for the mutable uh, quality of the Pisces practice sama riti prana yama uh, equal breath. And for the mudra or the yoga of the hand, the hand gesture practice hakini mudra, the mudra of remembrance. Pisces is a deeply spiritual sign because of its mutability and its ability to connect with everything and anything, everyone and all beings. Hakini Mudra will help you remember this intuitive field of the Pisces an invitation to connect to the waning gibbous moon in Pisces to support the liver meridian. Is this, I honor my dreams while remain grounded in my body. My boundaries are clear as I open to oneness with all of life. I am a vessel of all feelings as I allow love to flow through me. On Venus Day, Saturn Day, Sunday, and all the way to a little bit of Moon Day on July 10th to 13th, the moon phase is waning half. It is the refinement phase. The moon moves into alignment with Aries, which is ruled by Mars. And the celestial force, elemental force, is cardinal fire. Celestial archetype is the warrior. So there's a lot of energy here. Um, it connects to the lung meridian which connects to the metal element and its peak hours is between 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. The superficial lung meridian begins at the side of the chest under the outer edge 
of collarbone down the bicep to the elbow crease, down the forearm to the wrist at base of the thumb to end at the outer thumbnail. The inner channel connects to the lung and large intestine organ. So this is the time to um, open up my, your lungs. Take the time to just you know, like a new, take a deep new breath, basically, big deep breath, new breath, and reassess, um, see what you need to refine, kind of step back, take a few deep breaths, see what, um, what you need to be uh, moving forward with, and maybe leave behind as well redo, um, reorganize, and refine your thoughts, your project, maybe even um, your um, relational work. The lungs are also our um, detox organs, and the breath regulates the autonomous nervous system. It governs um, our energy and pulse. So do these deep breaths um, to bridge uh, your body and mind and receive the nutrients of the spirit. And of course, take the time if uh, you need to add into your short daily yoga practice uh, some heart opener positions um, you might like to as well, uh, compress the chest or expose the chest, compress the upper back or expose, stretch the upper back because anytime you uh, stretch open your lung meridian uh, running along the inner arm into um, the chest area, uh, you compressed its complementary line it's a large intestine meridian that runs along the back of the arm and um, along across your upper back as well so posture like um, Garuda Asana, a yang position, eagle position, where you bring your arms um, and lace them together it's wonderful. Um, any heart opener, such as fink position or puppy dog pose position, doing it in um, a yin way to honor the waning half moon. Right, so for your daily practice, you might want to do what I do, which is to just incorporate one or two yoga asana into the practice and then you know do a longer and more um, physically demanding uh, practice during the full moon and a longer session of a very restorative uh, yin practice during the new moon and to honor your lung uh, meridian its capacity to uh, breathe out uh, toxification and breathe in spirit practice ujjaya breath the victorious breath you know being the warrior 
or for for your breath, you know, Ujjaya, um, the victorious breath. It is victorious because when you practice it, it builds your patience. And this is true strength, you know, true strength is patience. Um, It's uh, it creates constriction in the back of your throat, uh, allowing you to elongate your breath. It's also offered is soothing, so soothing to your nervous system, this kind of oceanic sound like this. And um, you want to practice ujjayi breath, especially when you engage your muscle, um, because this will help you to spend more skillful time articulating whatever the muscle that you are working on. Um, for the mudra practice, try the chinmaya mudra. Um, that cultivate awareness, Shinmaya, um, the mudra of of awareness. Uh, you make loose fists with your hand, but then you bring your thumb and your index fingertip to touch, and as a doorway to into the waning half moon in Aries, connecting or supporting the lung meridian. Here is the intention I offer. I am clear and decisive as I assert myself with confidence. I feel boundless as I ground my breath in the body. I perfect my life force to live life in its fullest. That is all I have to share with you this week. Thank you so much for listening in for your energy and your patience. I hope you get something out from this podcast episode. And to connect with me deeper, check out patreon.com slash intuitive yoga. Please remember to cultivate rituals through your dedication and devotion. Please give yourself some space to release, to let go, and let the revelation take place. And lastly, goodbye, Lagan. All my love. <laughs>